Welcome to the Drunk to Who podcast. I'm John. And I'm Steve. And this is the podcast where we do what, Steve? You know what we do. I want to hear it again because I like hearing you talk. So that's creepy. Um, this is the podcast where we drink, we watch Doctor Who, we drink, we talk about Doctor Who all while drinking. That's right. And that's what we're going to do today. And, you know, surprise, it's, it's our ninth. Ninth. Episode because we're on the ninth episode of series one of Doctor Who. This is the episode called "The Empty Child." You know what I think this episode is about? I'm dying to know. I th- no, you're not. You're lying. I think this is about the mannequin that Ferris Bueller sets up that his parents see, and that um, so it, they think he's sleeping, and it's the one in his bed. But you know what? That mannequin could have had could have had its own adventures, as we learned from episode one, Rose. Mannequins can have adventures too. I think this is the story of that mannequin. They go back and re uh, reunite this mannequin with the the ne- the the nesting mother. The, the, <laughs> the nesting consciousness. The nesting consciousness. Uh huh. What the hell does that mean? It's it's it's. What does Dalek mean? I'm sorry, Dalek. What does Dalek mean? I thought it was Dalek. I know. I'm fucking with you now. Well, don't fuck. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> So uh, that's mean. Have you met me? Yes. So this is going to be. So you're 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 supposing that the mannequin from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is yes. playing. So I mean, does he meet Rose and Rose like he had his own adventures? Oh, so this is like a Doctor Light episode. So the Doctor won't be in this. Neither will Rose. Is this a little side adventure? Sure. Okay, and then do they show up at the end? You know, it's like. And all of a sudden, like, the mannequin's, like, almost done for the day. It's like, mm, bow, bow. And the doctor walks in. And then Rose walks in. And she, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, it's almost like you've thought more about this bullshit premise than I have. Well, okay. So so now that we've uh, settled that, uh, we're about to watch this episode. Oh, no, this is also, this is the first part of a two-parter, too. It is? Yeah, it's not The Empty Child Part 1. It's just called The Empty Child. The next one's a different name. So we're oh. going to watch this episode. We're going to watch it on some way that we found. You know what? Let's assume we're going to watch it on video on demand because we're going to watch a video I'm, when we demand it. I'm demanding that this video be shown. And uh, so we're about to watch it. Uh, um, we're going to go away in a, in a minute uh, after a, a brief interlude. And uh, we're But gonna, first, yeah. we're going to have our traditional first shot. Yes. Okay. And you're going to do our traditional Doctor Who toast. Yes. And what is it? Nanu, Nanu. Okay, there we go. <sighs> no, no, no. We're drinking tequila again. So yeah. it's like it's an old friend. Mm-hmm. You can't sit there after like the, the last several weeks when we've been drinking like that nasty uh, apple oh, flavored whiskey. It was so nasty. It was so sticky. I think my counter is still sticky from it. Ugh. That's not a euphemism. No, it's a counter. That's right. Your kitchen <laughs> counter. And, oh, ooh. Uh, the, the tequila just hit me. Okay, so <laughs> we're going to go away and we're going to come back having watched uh, The Empty Child and we're going to talk about it. I'm going to feel creepy watching a kid. Well, we just finished watching the episode. Mommy. Oh, mommy. Mommy. No, not mommy. 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 
Christ. Isn't that not creepy? Oh, dude, kids are inherently creepy. Oh. <laughs> I work at a school, and every once in a while I hear children chanting on the playground, and that is always... Children chanting is never not creepy. Yeah. Well, we just finished watching The Empty Child. Or Children of the Corn London Edition. <laughs> and uh, what do you think? Uh, what's your initial thoughts of the episode, Steve? This was... Th- this was a somewhat comedic episode. Really? Well, no, it, it it had some funny moments, but the funny moments came from like character and and story instead of like, oh, I don't know, an alien letting one rip. <laughs> so, I mean, this had some jokes in it and uh-huh. it, there were some funny moments, but um it wasn't slapstick, it wasn't poop or fart humor like I've seen on Doctor Who before. I liked Are it. Are you disappointed? Well, I'm always disappointed because farts are always funny. But um, no, this one was, uh, uh, it was entertaining. It's definitely um, more entertaining than um, most of the ones I've, we've seen. I okay. think the, the dead dad one is still, that's such a horrible way to describe it, but the dead dad one is still like the best episode, the I think. high point. Um, yeah, but this one was entertaining. And it, it, as far as the two-parters, the only other two-parter I think we had was the Aliens in London one. The Farting Aliens. So, yeah, this is definitely far and away better than that one. Another Well, alien you never invading. know. Well, maybe, you know, maybe they will end up being, you know, um, defecating, masticating aliens by the end or something. So they're going to shit and chew? <laughs> you said, know what masticating means. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well played. <laughs> I don't know what you were meaning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To chew. Um, anyway. All right. Well, Steve, what was this episode about? Uh, Where did we start? We started in a high-speed space chase. Space chase. A high-speed space chase. Um, the Doctor and Rose and the TARDIS are chasing after some weird... The Duke boys? Sure. <laughs> yes. Because everyone listening to this knows what the Duke's a hazard is. The movie, uh, probably. Yeah, no. We're old. Anyway, so they're chasing this piece of space junk, and they're chasing it through space. And then we hit the opening credits, like, because it's apparently going to go to Earth. And they're like, oh, no, we got to stop it from going to Earth or follow it to Earth, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we hit the opening credits. Um, the sound wasn't that great, so it was a little tough to understand. It was a little tough to understand. Whatever, Because I think the – sorry, I think the sound effects were um, – and they were yelling, so I think it was just uh, kind of a mess. Yeah, I think there was a couple times you had to go back, and I kind of had to explain-ish what was going on. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Where not, it's just... Not, well, yeah, just because I missed a line or two here or there, but it's like you can't pick it up. So anyway. So they chased this space thing to Earth, and then we went to credits. We come back from credits. And they're on Earth. They're landed in London. We hear the TARDIS, like, powering down. I still, I still really like the TARDIS... Uh, TARDIS? No, TARDIS. I still like the TARDIS sound effects. That it's it's very like um, it's old. It feels like it feels well, we like may have old heard them tech. very recently. Also, what we may have heard them very recently isn't that like isn't that our thing where we well, like you know it's like yes. we, our intro TARDIS sound yes yeah okay yes so um, yeah it, it's it's just that I do like the sound effects for the TARDIS like okay. you know um, 
So they go and and the doctor explains, oh yeah, well we're time traveling, so this thing might have landed a few weeks ago that we're chasing, and it's like because through time holes or something like that. And Rose was like, ah, oh, you're a time hole. Well, she didn't say that. <laughs> um, and then they go to uh, walk into a building to ask questions, and Rose was like, dude, why don't you just scan for alien technology? That makes more sense. And the doctor's like, no, no, I have psychic paper. I'm gonna pretend to be a secret space agent. Well, okay, a question, too. Did they not use the psychic paper before? Oh, they've used it a couple times. Well, didn't it seem, like, new to her? It didn't well, seem new to her. Well, had to kind of explain, like, what psychic paper was to her. I think It was they're... so confusing to me, because I know in the second episode, um, when they went to the end of time, oh, or God, the end of, was... like, the work. That was bad. Well, they, they, they showed the psychic paper. Yeah. So, it's like, it was kind of like, huh? No, no, no. I think they were reintroducing it to, like, us, the viewer, because originally this would have been like a couple of months after that. Oh, so maybe we haven't seen it since that episode. I think we have. We no, I think we saw it in the Simon Pegg episode. They use oh, it in the right. Simon Pegg episode, but I think they, it's just like, hey, there might be new people watching this week, so let's just a quick, brief explanation. And she's like, dude, I know what psychic paper is. Blah blah blah. Um, yeah, so yeah, they, they they it was a reintroduction, like it it, it became a major plot point, not a major plot point, but it was a repeated plot point. Here. Right. So the doctor breaks into some like back alley, you know, floozy house, speakeasy, speakeasy kind of like place. Rose gets distracted because she's blonde. Yeah, that was well, no, because there's a kid standing on the roof going, "Mummy, mummy, are you my mummy?" In a in a in a gas mask. And so she goes, and it's parallel story. Like, I mean, it was obvious from right, right away that they were in World War II times. Well, it felt re- obvious. You know, well, it felt obvious, like, when the doctor walks in and someone was, like, singing some period movie or period song. And, like, everyone's got, like, that 40s hairdo. And then yeah. the doctor, like, you know, shoves the lady off the stage and says, uh, excuse me, when are we? No, no, no. He doesn't say that. Oh, pretty much dead. No, what he or comes up... Did something no, blow up soon? No, he, Something fall from the sky? He said, did something fall from the sky? And everybody laughs. And he's like, but it wouldn't have been like... A, it would have been made a loud noise. Be a bang. Ha ha. And then everybody laughs. But then there's an air raid siren that goes off. And so everybody leaves. And he sees some some uh, propaganda posters about fighting Hitler. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah. But it just... It felt... For some reason, I thought World War II right from the beginning. I don't know why. Like, right when they, they started walking down that well, alley. Well, you saw the kid with the gas mask. Yeah, yeah. That just, the, like, seems that, very... That made me think World War Two. Right, right. Um, so, parallel story, then, like, yeah. Rose is, like, chasing the kid. It's like, can I help you? He's like, are you my mommy? And she's like, oh, no, let me climb up. Uh, she's like, there's a kid What's this kid, a ninja? Apparently, because he went from one roof level to another roof level, and then she's standing at the second roof level looking up at him, and all of a sudden a rope drops down in front of her, and she's like, oh, look, a mysterious magical rope. I'll climb it. Because she won won bronze in, like, some sort of gymnastics competition, so it's like, I'm going to climb it. Nesting consciousness. (laughs) Um, I'm going to climb this rope. Yeah. Which, have you ever climbed the rope in gym? Yeah. I liked it. It I, was one of the things I like. You know, I liked climbing. I liked that kind of stuff rather than like, because that's elementary school. Like we would do square dancing or basketball and shit like that. But I liked like the um, the rope climbing and the the um, obstacle course type stuff. Could never climb the rope. Well, I just don't have that kind of strength. I guess I did. Well, good for you. Whatever. 
She you didn't know. even use, she didn't use her legs, which was a mistake. No, she you know I saw she did like when she's like climbing up it. She did like little, like kind of like wrap it around her leg at the you know. That was part. when she was dangling. She was climbing right. the side. She was climbing the side of the building like uh, it was Batman and Robin in the old TV show. Right, right. Like someone was going to poke their head at an odd angle out a window and say, "Hey, what are you guys doing here?" And it's like, "Oh wait, no, you just poked your head out of the floor essentially because." Camera angles are tilted. Anyway. When, when you were like, okay, when she's climbing up and all of a sudden she ends up being on the bottom part of a dirigible. That it was goes up, weird. You were kind of like, what? Because how do you not look? I mean, you look up and you would see the bottom of the dirigible and you would notice because there's rope tied from, like, like well, how do you not know that you're climbing up a giant balloon? It's floating. See, to me, there was like some little inconsistency because, you know, if this was World War Two. During the Blitz, there was a too much light going on. Yeah, because you know they like you know they shut all the lights off and everything, and like you know yeah. and you know she she can see the balloon clearly. So can we. Well, at that point, when it was important to see the balloon, we saw the balloon clearly. Oh no, there was like a spotlight behind Creepy Kid. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It was yeah. it was all done for dramatic license. Yeah. But so. so I mean, I mean, I can forgive that stuff because you know, right? It, you can't film in pitch black, so whatever. <clears throat> but um, so now she's like dangling from the bottom of a balloon all of a sudden, and it takes her away, and she's still dangling for quite some time, and it cuts between her and the doctor, and the doctor and her. Um, and then I think the next thing we see is like um, the doctor running outside looking for her and the phone in the TARDIS is ringing. Which freaked him out. Because it's not hooked up to jack shit. It's not a phone. No. Um, and so some little girl comes out and goes, don't answer that. You don't want to answer that. Well, why can't I answer that? Uh, you just can't. Well, why not? But you can't. Well, and then I'm going to answer it anyway. And then he turns around and turns back and the little girl is gone like Kaiser fucking Soze. <sighs> That's what I just said. Well, I went poof. And I said poof. Oh, I thought I just did it better. You're a, you, you're a bigger poof than me. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Well, girl's gone, and he picks up the phone. And what is the phone? Who's on the other end of the phone eventually? Mommy? Mommy? Are you my mommy? It's like, Who? dude, that's the name of a kid's book. Are you my mommy? <laughs> no. Mommy. Whatever. And, well, then, so the doctor is going off, and then then Rose is in the middle of a thing. They're cutting between the doctor and her. The doctor is, is uh, tries to follow this little girl. The doctor ends up looking at uh, uh, a very, they're a heavyset family, kind of like in the mode of the Dursleys. Exactly what's going through my head. <laughs> it's like, you know, if only, you know, because, like, you know, the dad was definitely a Dursley. The kid was a Dursley. You know, because the Dursleys... Uh, uh, and uh, Petunia. Petunia. Well, yeah. she was like a skinny little thing because she just could not get enough to eat. Well, yeah. Because, you know, it's like between, you know, uh, Mr. She, Dursley and, She like, worked off a lot of calories just by fretting over And also son. just, like, you know, just, like, creating bad shit to happen for Harry, apparently. Well, yeah. Yeah. It takes Evil. energy to lock a kid under some stairs. So much energy. But, yeah. So, yeah. the doc- You know, the doctor, he sees these people. And it's like... You know, the air raid sirens go off. And the chunkified people exit the house and go back. And the guy's like, oh, why is it always during dinner? But I want to eat my dinner. I want to eat my dinner. (laughs) You know, and uh, maybe it's Clive's dad. Who's Clive? Dude, from the first episode. He was the one who had the Doctor Who website. 
Oh, he wasn't that chunky. Chunky Clive. We called him Chunky Clive. Well, comparison to these people. Whatever. You know, but then, so the doctor sees these people go into their little bunker. It wasn't even a bunker so much as a shed. And he sees this little girl whose name is Nancy. Ends up being Nancy. Yes. He sees her go in, like sneak into the house when the people go into their little weird makeshift bomb shelter with British flags on it. And then, uh, um... And then they, he sees that Nancy go in there. Nancy scopes everything out. She steals some food. And then she walks by this dining room and goes, oh, score. And then goes out the front door and whistles to people to come. And so a bunch of kids show up. kind of a up. dinner whistle. Yeah, kind of a kid show, kids show up. And it's like, but she's got gloves on. And she stuck her fingers in her mouth to whistle. And it's not going to work that way. <laughs> it just it didn't work that way. You know, realism is important in a science fiction show. Of course. So all these kids show up. And it's like it's around the dinner table. And she's yeah. like, you know. I'm surprised she didn't make them say grace. I thought she was about to make one kid go wash behind his ears or something. She she had that kind of attitude. So these are like all some like little ragamuffins, you know, I'm rascals. To, exactly that are going around, and I was expecting uh, who's like from like uh, one of those. Oh God, Oliver Twist. Yeah, Fagin's kid. I was waiting for Fagin to show up. And the old like, oh, Jewish oh, oh, dude. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Oh, because he had a big old nose. No, he was the doctor's just... got a big nose. <gasps> she was saying Doctor Who was Fagin. What? She's like, you got a big nose. Dude, what? Because he said, I could smell you, and I followed you around by your smell or something. What? No, there was a point where she like kind of like alluded to his large... I'm not jumping into your anti-Semitism. You brought up the Jewish thing. I don't think so. I just it said during World War II. Fagin, the artful dodger. It's fucking Dickens. You know what? I'm just not as bright as you are because I don't read. We had this discussion earlier with the, the Unquiet Dead episode or whatever it was where Dickens actually appeared. And you knew more trivia-wise about that Dickens book than I did. So shut up. You know what? If it ain't about vampires, then I just don't give a damn. That's true. That's true. See? See? Anyway, anyway so... so all these kids come up, and she's like, I only take one piece of... You know, it did not look like a turkey, but it looked like no, they were like... it was ham. Was it ham? It was a giant chunk of it ham. It looked like turkey when they were like all pulling it off the plate. Dude, she's a bad carver. She is a bad carver. She would not be like doing very good at like old country buffet. I thought it was a giant, a giant piece of ham. And they all talked about how these people are obviously getting it off the black market or whatever. They couldn't get this through coupons. But th- this is details. It doesn't matter. If there was rationing going on, Chunky family should not have been that chunky. I mean, this is like Hurley uh, lost. You know, that was a medical condition. Large? How did Hurley stay hard, stay large? Well, we found out because he was drinking like ranch dressing, left at like and by the Omega eating peanut whatever's. butter. Oh, oh, Hurley. Whatever. Yeah, but, I still like Lost. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Lost. No, you were. Like, you were complaining. You know, seriously. If like, you know, if 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 I don't sit there and like overeat for like a week, I'll lose five pounds. Hurley was like on this island, and it was just like. Damn, Hurley. He has conditions. He grew. Three sizes that day. He got chunkier. Yes. So, God damn it, we're still only like two minutes into this fucking thing. Right. And so the kids are eating. All of a sudden, the doctor shows up at the table. Like, like, they didn't see him walking into the room. Well, he is stealthy. Uh Uh-huh. He was dressed like a ninja in his, like, black leather jacket. Whatever. 
Well, then the doctor's at the table. He's like, oh, so what's going on here? And they yeah. all freak out. And then she's like, oh, he doesn't need to be here either. So yeah, the kids she, calm down. She kind of knows that he's out of place. Um, and so, yeah, she says that, oh, no, she's this guy's out of place. And he starts asking him about the thing that, that landed like a month, a couple weeks ago, a month ago. And she's like, yeah, I know what that is. It was a bomb. And then a kid just comes and starts tapping on the window. Mommy, mommy. And everybody kind of freaks the fuck out. And the doctor's like, wait, what? How is this? Well, why don't we let him in? Yeah, come on. You guys are all about the kids, so bring the kids in. And then the kid reaches his hand through the mail slot, and it's got a giant scar on the back of it. it. That was later. Dude, we're skipping around a lot. Okay, yeah. So there was the kid with his hand in the mail slot. It was, this is after the kids, the, the, the other kids all like kind of like booked out of there. Yes. Get yes. out of here, kids, says Nancy. And then like the doctor wants to go talk to the kid. Yes. Who's like, you know, saying mommy, mommy. And Nancy says, don't touch him. Cause, or else you'll be like him. Like him how? What do you mean? What will I become? You'll become empty. <laughs> and then the phone rings? Yeah. And the, he answers the phone and it's... Mummy, mummy, mummy. And then he looks and there's like a doll or the radio says, mummy, mummy, mummy. And then the fucking, there's some monkey that bashes, bashes symbols together that uh, that for somehow says, Mum, mummy, mummy. Not, yeah, you know, like the just... old Billy Idol song, mummy, mummy. <laughs> I don't think that's what he was saying. Mummy, mummy, mummy. You know, Weird Al oh, did a version so it's a of call it. callback. Weird Al did a version of it called Alimony. I'm not as huge a fan as Weird Al's you are. So when we do like, you know, um, the, the, the Weird Al Drunkovich podcast. I like that. We'll have to do that. Well, then, One well, song per episode. Oh, Jesus. So we'll be here for like 25 years. So, John, tell He's me. He's very prolific. John, tell me what Nature Trail to Hell in 3D was about. I don't know. Why are you doing this to me? Shut up. I can't talk about this for an hour. Shut up. Call me, <laughs> call me mummy. Why did my hair grow out to be long and wavy and weird? Do you desperately wish you had hair long I and wavy and weird? I don't desperately wish. It's just, it would be a lovely diff. It would be a lovely thing that would happen. If you had hair. If I, well, if I woke up like Weird Al hair, I would cut that shit. That's for damn sure. Just, you know, I'm sorry. Weird Al, if you're listening to this. He's not. Spoiler cut alert. Cut your hair. He's not. That hair is just weird. Is it like a weave? I don't know. Because it's just like. No man in his 50s should have that hair. Shut up. He can do what he wants. He's weird fucking Al. Well, anyway, holy shit. The doctor shit. does not touch the creepy baby child. But, like, no, Nancy throws yeah. a bottle at the, like, and it's like, no, don't touch him. And the, the yeah. bottle, like, blows up. And then um, the oh, doctor that, kind of interviews the child a little bit through the mail slot. And then the doctor goes to let the kid in. We haven't talked about Rose forever. No, I know. We're getting there. But it, I it, want to talk about Rose. It cuts between the two. I figured we would get the doctor. We would just finish with the doctor in the house, and then we'll go to Rose. Um, doctor House? No, no, no. No, no. No. 
No, so let's get back to Rose. So some Fine. guy is in like Big Ben or something. And is like looking no, up at Rose. No, Rose is fucking like just hanging off hanging from a ro- hanging from a rope and wandering around. And it's just like she's been there forever. Jets are or not jets. Planes are flying by, dropping bombs, and she's still there, just hanging in front of a giant green screen. They're awful, like Sharknado level special effects. No, they were awesome Sharknado special effects. Should we do a drunk NATO? God, uh, never. Oh, fine. Never. Fine. Never. I'll throw that on the pile of amazing ideas that'll never happen. Yeah, that's going to be thrown on the pile of ideas that will never happen. Not I'm sorry. amazing. Am- no, amazing is different. Shut up. You shut up. You, you shut up. Bitch. Whore. What? Slut. We've devolved into something uh, something other than a Doctor Wait, Who Wait, we've devolved on this damn thing? Shut up. I want to hear more about Rose hanging on the balloon. And then some guy looks at her. Yeah. Checks some, out her butt. Some guy through binoculars is looking at her. And some other guy walks up behind him and says, hey, what are you doing? Come on. we got to turn out the lights. We're in the middle of an air raid. What are you, fucking stupid? And Jack says, mm, nice bottom. We don't know who it is. Some No, he says, hey, Jack. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, hey, Jack, come on. And then this guy who apparently is named Jack says, nice bottom. And the guy behind him, the British Air oh, Force guy goes. there's a time and a place for hey, this. there's a time and a place. And, and so it made me think, wait, are, are they fucking? Um, are they? And you paused and said, hey, what are they saying? I explained. And all of a sudden you started back on. And what happened? It's Captain Jack. <laughs> fucking man whore. <laughs> Omnisexual. Yes. Captain Jack. So then it I became love clear. Captain Jack. It became clear when he's just like nice spot. The guy's like, oh, hey, sassy. Well, no, because the guy walks by, walks away and says, oh, I got to go see about, about something. And he goes, no, but you have a nice modem too. And he smacks this Br- World War II British Air Force dude on the ass. And that guy, he gets this grin on his face like, oh, thank you. He was beaming. Because. Jack is a handsome man. Oh, he is so pretty. I've uh, there's a meme out there that's like you know, um, oh god, it was a picture of Captain Jack. I'm sorry, my microphone fell. Um, sorry, it was a picture of Captain Jack, and it says, "Oh wait, you're straight. So spaghetti until you get it wet." And it's oh, like, oh god, oh that's awful, but kind of hilarious because Captain Jack. From between tor- from seeing Torchwood, Captain Jack will fuck anybody. Yeah, he is not only bisexual but like omnisexual. I he he would fuck alien women. I have a feeling. Yeah, he's just like like walking in the door sexual. What walking in the door sexual? What does that mean? Anybody who walks in the door, I'll oh, fuck you. Yeah. Like, either one of Jabba the Hutt's dancers in Return of the Jedi, the chunky, like, six-breasted one, or the green Twi'lek with the weird things hanging off her head, who gets thrown to the Rancor pit. What about the little guy who's like, <laughs> Probably. Oh, God, why do we always end up talking about Star Wars? We don't always. Just, like, the last two... Uh, Star Wars just... Episode 7 came out a, a couple months ago, so it's like... In the consciousness. So, Captain Jack... Do you want me to go back to talking about Buffy? Oh, God. Uh, No. So, (laughs) Captain Jack spots Rose, and he's just like, hey, something's going on here. I gotta... I gotta save this woman who's hanging on a balloon because hey, she's a dumbass. That's a, I can tell from the clothes and everything, that's a cute, anachronistic chick. She doesn't belong in this time. 
So she, like, puts some, like, little beam at her, which, like, protects her because yeah, she, she falls, fell. she falls from the dirigible. And he can hear her, and then he tells her, please shut off your cell phone. Yeah, and she said something about how everybody knows that that doesn't actually do anything. And he's like, just shut off your cell phone and just keep your hands inside the beam. Like, like I said before, it was kind of a funny episode. Yeah, but yeah, there was a lot. Of, well, once Captain Jack came on there, it became very amusing. Even with the doctor, there was a couple of laughs. Yeah, the doctor's always good for a couple of laughs. So, you know, then so Rose just kind of like slides down in the little uh, phallic shaped beam. The magic light water slide. And like he, she like, the, then she ends up in Captain Jack's arms. Well, uh, yeah, as we all dream of someday being in Captain mm. Jack's arms. Hello, John Berryman. Call me. It's Barrow, Barry or Barrow? Barrowman. Oh, Barrowman. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so yeah, he he catches her, and they have some good banter, and then she kind of faints, and he's like, "You're gonna faint," and she goes, "What do you know? You're all blurry," and then she faints. It was a good. <laughs> it was a good moment. It was a very good moment. Um, and then she comes comes to and in this whole time we're intercutting between the doctor and her but she comes to and then he's like boom i'm an alien you're in a or not no he doesn't say i'm an alien he goes i'm you're in a spaceship and i am this guy from the royal air force the raf and she's like no no this is psychic paper you're a bitch it says um that you're a single and you work out so you really should focus when you hand someone psychic paper there was funny and then and, and, and so then, she hands it back and he's just like oh and this says that you've got a boyfriend named Mickey Smith but you're you know you're 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 okay about playing you're around you're footloose and fancy free very footloose and fancy free no 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 the thing said footloose and fancy free he goes no 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 the word you want to say is available uh, and the other word you want to say is very yeah yeah, yeah captain it. jack is a beautiful whore yeah cuz you know uh, cuz like once captain jack's added into anything it's always better yeah, it kind of is. It's like you need that little bit of salt to like make a sweet better. Because when you add a little bit of salt, it just kind of enhances the taste buds. Captain, Captain Jack is salt. I'm sorry. I was just thinking about at my wedding, we had a car, caramel sea salt cake type thing for a groom's cake. Mm-hmm. And it was delicious. Anyway, um, Sorry. Yeah, it's you said about salt food. and so I in sweet, and I thought the the sea salt caramel is always a good choice for flavors. Right. Well, you know, so they were like, you know, there's bantering back and forth, and Captain Jack assumes she's someone she's not. No, he assumes she's a time agent, um, and it's uh, instead of a companion. So then they go onto the roof of the spaceship that he's in, which is tethered to Big Ben. And um, he has this weird, like, kind of his version of the psychic screwdriver, but it's this tiny thing that he that just kind of glows. And he's like, hey, do you like Glenn Miller? And he goes, beep. And it, all of a sudden, Glenn Miller's playing, and they're slow dancing. And it she's, was an iPod from the future. She's lost in his eyes. She's all dreamy. Yes. And then he whips up the champagne. He's like, yeah. Yeah, he breaks it? out champagne. Oh, you've got a companion? So... Is he a companion or a companion? Basically, he's thinking with his dick. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, he's Captain Jack. Why wouldn't he be thinking with his dick? I don't, I don't know. Well, then, basically, he's like, no, so, no, no. Sorry, one of the best moments was she, was when she when he's like, so I've got this Chulu warship, 
that's going to be blown up in two hours. You have to make me an offer. So he's apparently just a scam guy. Like a... He, he said he's a con man. Yeah. Well, he said later he's a con man. Right. But basically, he's just like a reseller or whatever. But, um... Well, he he's says, sorry. Sorry, he's like it's gonna blow up in two hours, and she goes, "What time is it?" And he points his little glow stick, and then all of a sudden, Big Ben <laughs> blows up, and it's like, "Dumbass, we're he- we no, yeah, glows. Let's glows say up. Glows, glows up. up. Thank nice. you. Well done." Um, she uh, she. She says, she's basically like, uh, yeah, okay, fine. You got me. We were in front of a giant fucking clock. Yeah, okay. that was kind of dim. Yeah, but it was funny. Again, it was funny. Funny without a fart. Right. Oh, thank you. But also, too, you know, what we've kind of skipped over is that, you know, uh, uh, you know, he assumes, he says, I'm, a t- I'm an ex-time agent. He assumes she's a time agent who's looking for him because he's an ex-time agent and says, oh, you're here to negotiate um, something you're negotiating for the Chula warship, and then she's like, uh, "Sure, why not? Yeah, my Chula- companion can can like can uh, uh, you know negotiate with you. My companion that does all the negotiations, I think something like right, that. Something like that. So he's just and like, he okay. said Chulu, but it it sounded like Cthulhu, and so it kind of made me think of that big like. And then I thought Cholo, which is like. You know, thing. Oh. hey, Cholo. Yeah, that's very far that from... That is very different. But yeah, no, I was thinking of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Cthulhu, like, giant, like, squid-faced thing, whatever it is. I don't know. But anyway... Well, so then he's like, then well, we need to find your companion. How are we going to do that? And she's... No, she says, well, how are you going to do that? And he says... I think I'll like just oh, yeah. like scan for alien technology. And she's like, "Thank you, motherfucker. That's what I wanted to do earlier." But Duh. Then, finally, someone who knows what. He, no, I think she said, "Finally, a professional." And she mentions, "Oh yeah, this is basically she's saying what I would do." And this is another one of the organic like character and pl- story uh, based laughs, not fart based laughs. Right. You know, um, and then we flash back to the doctor. And maybe, I don't know where the Doctor is in the actual episode, but from our perspective, the Doctor uh, is following this girl, Nancy, who looks like... she disappeared again. She looks like she's 15, maybe? She's in her mid-teens. You know, I don't know who the actress was, but she looked very period, though, didn't she? She did. She looked good. You know, with, like, those pigtails or whatever? She looked uh, appropriate, and and she was good at, at, at what she did. Um, and so the doctor said, and the doctor finds her and she's like stashing food in like place in like an abandoned, like box car or something. And the something. doctor finds her and she's like, how did you find me? And he's like something about his nose. I follow you with my nose. And she's like, <laughs> your big nose. And uh-huh. he's like, Hey, what about, my, Hey, what about my nose? And she's like, oh, I don't know. But what about your ears? And he's like, Hey, my big ears. I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, well, <laughs> shut up fat cheeks. And then she slapped them. No, she and then not. they started making out. Dude, that's gross. Don't do that. Oh, sorry. We just established she's like 15, and he's like, yeah, I don't know, 78? He said like nine centuries. Yeah, nine centuries. But the actor is like, what, 50? So what he was saying is like, you know something about this mummy kid. Yeah. What's going on here? So she takes him to the site of where the bomb dropped. Well, she said, you know what? The person who knows about this is the doctor. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> but it's the doctor at a hospital. Oh, okay, yeah. 
Um, and then she ta- and she says, "Oh so yeah." Like, you know, when he was like asking the kids at the dinner table, "Have you seen this thing that looks like this?" And like she kind of like, "Oh," and she's like, "Yeah, I know what that is. I'll take you to where it yeah. what happened." But then all shit went down when the when the creepy mummy, are you my mummy kid, was putting his scarred hand through the mail slot. Yeah. So um, then. Uh, so she takes him to where the hospital and there's like military guys. Across the street from the hospital, there's military guys and a bomb dropped. And the bomb dropped on her little brother, Jamie. Yeah. Because he's like, who did you lose? And she's like, my little brother, Jamie, this weird bomb dropped on him. Um, and he's like, well, did he die? She goes, well, he was outside in the air raid. What do you think? Yeah. Well, he was supposed to die, but it turns out that he's asking for his mummy. Well, she didn't. Well, we didn't know that at that point. No, but we find out later. But anyway, um, he, yeah. And when the kids were all around the table, they said, some kid says something like, well, yeah. He's like, well, it's 1941. Shouldn't you have been evacuated? And the kids were, some of the kids were like, yeah, I did get evacuated. I went to a farm. I didn't like it. There was a guy there. And it reminded me of this book I read recently called The Orphan Train. And it took place during the Depression in the U.S. where kids were sent from an orphanage to, like, very, like, they would be sent to a farm. But it was basically, like, free labor. Yeah. Um, And it was very depressing and it was sad. Oh, I thought that was kind of, like, going on a different. No. It was just that basically they were, they were, like, someone was, like, in the book, someone was, like, oh, I have this company that does sewing and I need, so I'm going to adopt a little girl. Right. And it's basically, like, free labor. Right. Um, you just, you know, pay to house her. And it was just, there were horrible people doing horrible things. It was oh, just, God, yeah. No, I mean, it was just unpleasant. Right. Well, so, you know, back in, like, Jack and Rose, they're like, I'm going to use, like... <laughs> <laughs> Jack and Rose. Oh, I just, I just Inside said that, did Jack and Rose. I just said that. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. And uh, so, when the Titanic is not sinking, um, they're no, looking for the but, doctor. But he wants to... Crash into her iceberg? Draw her naked in a car? I wouldn't. Yeah, whatever. yeah well, you know. But they, Captain Jack wants to fuck every. He probably wants to fuck the doctor. He's not going to use my alien tech to find this guy. In the meantime, doctor is, he sees the doctor. Yeah. And, like, you no, know, he, like, walks through, like, a whole bunch of wards where there's, like, people laying down on hospital cots with gas masks over their head. And they're all, like, you know, wearing, like, they're, but they're how wearing did he get military into... outfits. They're wearing, like, PJs. They're wearing everyday clothes. How did he get into the hospital? What did he do to the padlock? Oh. The psychic screwdriver. <laughs> it's the sonic screwdriver. If it was the psychic screwdriver, it would just know how to open itself. Oh, yeah. It was, it's psychic paper and sonic screwdriver. Whatever. It's, it's well, fucking. Well, he a sonic screwdriver, and all of a sudden, the, some, like, you know, padlock. You know, he, like, uses it, and then, it like, poof, it opens with, like, a puff of smoke. It's like, it's, it's like, come on, just don't have it be padlocked. I know. It's just like, come on, have well, him, you've already established the psychic paper, have him use that on a guard. It's like, I don't know, it bugs me when it's, like, the deus ex machina, like, the, the, the god in, the god of the machine, like, the we can do, this thing can do anything we need it to. And it did. <laughs> So it got him inside the compound where the hospital is. He sees all the people on cots, and then he, like, meets the doctor that Nancy was talking about. Yeah. And, like, you know, he's limping around. He's like, I'm not feeling pretty good here. Doctor's like, no, you're the not doctor well. is, the doctor's dying. The, 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 the human doctor. 
Yes, the human doctor is dying. Yeah, he just didn't. He has. He's just been too busy to die. Is what he said. I, which I, I I liked that line. That like, was a good line, dude. I'm fucking. I'm busy. What do you want from me? Fuck off. So then the then doc then our doctor uh, could like he's, ask him questions. He's our doctor. You know, well, this guy's not our doctor. He's like then doctor. What? You know, he was like you know World War Two doctor. Dude, oh. we weren't alive then. I'm not that old. That's true. Anyway, sorry, well, I got asked, distracted. Like, hey, hey, guy, who's going to tell me what happened here? Yeah. Oh, there was a there was a thing that fell, and there was a little boy. And it was Nancy's brother. People uh, started. It started spreading like a virus. Right. People who touched him, <laughs> um, like this happened to them. They have like no life signs, but they're alive. And the doctor uses the sonic screwdriver to do a medical examination yeah. um, on them and to find out that the the chest collapsed and there's head trauma um, and and the, the gas mask is fused to their skin in a weird way. Oh, but what about this one over here? He, t- he finds the exact same thing. But what about this one over here? Exact same thing. Over there? Same thing. This guy? Same thing. Why not put the guy over there? Because that guy is pregnant! <laughs> <laughs> He's not a pregnant man. That's only in like, the National Enquirer. Oh, and that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh. oh With Emma ugh. Thompson and Danny DeVito. Ugh. Twins 2? <sighs> if only. I don't remember the name of that movie. It's going to bug me now. Emma Thompson's British. And she's awesome. I know. But uh, there's the uh, same gas mask fusion face thing. Right. So the doctor says, oh, these people are all the same. That's right. Because it's spread by touch. Don't touch them. And then. Oh, but in this time, the doctor, we see his hand. He's got the beginnings of that scar on his hand. Oh, no. He had that scar. So we know that he's going to fucking succumb to this soon. Yeah. And pretty soon, he's, his face goes all CGI. Wasn't that creepy? It was creepy. It was pretty good. Like Ooh. his eyes go like dead. And the thing comes out of his like, mouth. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. Oh, but first he starts saying. Because the doctor's like, what are you saying? The guy's like, mummy. You, you, my mummy. Yeah. Oh, so you knew what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Jack and, or Captain Jack and Rose show up. Because they teched the tech and found Dr. They teched the tech, as you just put it. They teched the tech. And they found the doctor. Yep. And they're like, hey, doctor, what's going on here? And he's like, don't touch those people. Well, right, right. Well, but then Nancy went back to that one house where the where the Dursleys live, and she's going to yeah. get herself some more food. And then he, and, no, she's grabbing food for her people. Right, but then we find out her brother shows up. Dude, fucking Nancy should know to lock the goddamn door behind her. Yeah, didn't she like berate other little urchins? For yeah, that? it's like don't only when the guy showed up. She's like, did you guys lock the door? Did you guys lock the door? It's like. Fucker, you know that this thing can, for some reasons, for some reason, locked doors stop this thing. So fucking lock the door always. Right. But whatever. So she ends up in, in, hiding underneath the dining room table from the Are You My Mummy guy from Jamie. Um, and at the same time, the doctor and, and, and Rose and Jack are all in the hospital, like kind of examining people. And then, um, as when, J- when well, she thought you know, she was hiding on the table, but then she tried to run, and the the kid sees her and, and uses his psychic alien powers to shut a door. 
Yes. You know, he just like points to the door, the door shuts. Uh, so basically, yeah. You know, so like kid sees his sister and says, are you my mummy? And all of a sudden, boom, all the people in the hospital snap up and start asking the doctor and Rose and Jack, are you my mummy? Well, because they had sat up earlier when the doctor made a, well, when the, the World War II doctor, when the dying doctor made a no, medical, let's just say the medical doctor. Okay. He made a noise uh, um, and like by banging a, his cane against a desk or something. And they all sat up and then they all like laid back down because right, just, the doctor was like, yeah. these people are dead. And the guy's like, oh no, wait, boom. Everyone sits up. And yeah. Looks. But they show no signs of, they have no life signs or right. no vitals or whatever. But so and back to, um, in the living room, the, the Jamie with his brain powers closes the door and is walking towards his sister, Nancy saying, are you my mummy? Are you my mummy? And she's like, no fucker. I'm your sister, Nancy. But, um, and then everybody in the hospital kind of goes batshit crazy and like sits up and is like, mummy, mummy, are you my mummy? To Rose, Doctor, and Captain Jack. And then they start getting off the bed. They get up off the beds and boom. Credits. The credits roll. And we're like, oh shit, now we have to order Chinese food. No, not yet. Well, we will soon. We will very shortly. I'm hungry. So that was very, yeah, that was like a good cliffhanger. That was, that was a cliffhanger. Because, like, you know, is Nancy in trouble? Is Doctor Who in trouble? Is Rose in trouble? Is Jack in trouble? You know, this Jack guy. Yeah. I think he might go places. Maybe go places because he owns a spaceship that can turn invisible. That was a pretty crappy-looking spaceship, too, wasn't it? I know. Well, it see, looked like It looked very like, you know, someone's got their, like, 97 Honda with, like, the... The the, 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 the the fabric on the top of the roof inside like falling down and you, like what, the, the, the windows are all like smoke stained and you know you, they've you, got like the like the jury rig radio inside and like you know it just looked very bad. What are you saying? Well I drove over here in a two thousand four Honda. I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying you're Captain Jack and you're trying to hoopty. I wish I was Captain Jack. That dude is pretty and smooth. Okay, and he will bed anything. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No, but no. <laughs> yeah, he, so he, you're not Captain Jack. No. His spaceship turns invisible, and then he makes it visible, but then he Stealthy. never makes it invisible again. So him and Rose are drinking champagne on top of a giant spaceship that is attached to Big Ben, and all the lights are on because they're not paying attention to the air raid. And it's just like I, every time I saw it, I was just like, to fucking go stealth mode again because there are German bombers flying over London right then. Well, you know what's funny, too? I mean, if we're going to go like all Clowns. Like World War II, why wouldn't they bomb Clowns Big Ben? Big Ben is all like lit up. See, but it's I, all it, remember, yeah. you know, it's all glowy and everything. Why didn't the German bombers, you know, bomb match? Uh, I don't know. I it don't just seemed very anachronistic. Well, yeah, it was one of the several things. Like, no one questioned the fact that Rose was wearing a Union Jack T-shirt and blue jeans. Oh no! Remember the doctor was saying, "It's like I'm looking for a girl in a Union Jack, not just any girl, a blonde, <laughs> a blonde in a Union Jack T-shirt." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he said this to children, and they're all just like, wait, what? Huh? That yeah. just seems sacrilegious somehow. Yeah. Well, so you liked the episode. No, it was good. Like I said, it had some some funny moments that were not slapstick or fart 
comedy moments. Like and some truly really chilling moments too. Yeah, because kids can be creepy. Like this was like Children of the Corn London edition. Like it was yeah. fucking cr- some creepy shit going on. Right. And uh, and I, I Nancy was not a, she was a character that was explored enough to where I actually care. Like whether or not she's going to be fucking turned into a creepy like gas mask gas mask faced are you my mommy character mm-hmm. you know and it's it's an it's it's an alien threat that is not just fucking i don't know i hate to keep going back to it a farting alien running around like this is a creepy like pod people invasion of the body snatchers kind of fucking thing why do you focus on farting aliens we've had plenty of aliens that don't fart steve but we have only had farting aliens that have invaded London in a large scale. And this is an alien invasion of London also. Mannequins? Does that count? Well, they were controlled by an alien. But, I don't know. That's lame, too. Well, so farting aliens are lame. Okay, now I understand your standard. Yeah. So non-farting aliens, less lame. I don't know. Well... Well, so we had, well, they were, you know, they're, you know, so do you think this was an actual alien? Okay, so this, I don't know. this Cholo I don't... spaceship that fell down, did the Cholo the, come out and the say, like, Cthulhu hey. Cthulhu spaceship. Right, so the Cthulhu spaceship fell down, not in Central America, and fell down in London, so yeah. there's an anachronism right there. Well, and they thought it was a bomb. I don't know. Um, well, because it <sighs> fell in the sky during the Blitz. Yes, yes. That makes total sense. But I think the fact that it's not the focus of the weird aliens here, the focus is in the creepy, creepy, like, pod people aspect of it. I think that helps me. Okay. It's not, and and yes, they were essentially kind of pod people, but they were also just fucking farting aliens. I don't know. You mean the aliens, the farting aliens before? Yes. This is a little invasion of the body snatchers itch. Yes. Yeah, that is creepy. Because yeah. you don't know. You who's don't know, be next. and, and the, it's not like the alien went, Oh, are you my mommy? P.S. I want this and this and this and this. No, it just kept saying, I want my mommy. I'm sorry, but John just brought out a piece of paper. So, John, what's on your piece? I'm sorry. John, do you have anything to say? A little behind the scenes action going on there. Well, I had no better transition. I'm not very good at this. Well, I'm better at it. You should let me do it. I'm a professional, Steve. Me? Oh. I know what I'm saying. No, no, no. Just like, you know, I, I made some little notes. You know, I remember like, you know, jotting down while we we're like, you know, uh, watching the episode. I did love the whole like, uh, finally, a professional. Yeah, I like Rose. is like, finally a professional because... Uh, her she's like earlier, like you know, yeah. like the first couple minutes, and it's like, well, why don't you like scan for any technology? It's like, no, I'm just going to talk to people. Just I'm like, just going to use the psychic paper. Oh God, I know. And then Jack's just like, I'll find, I'll scan for any technology, and she's just like, oh, but, finally. But also, her standards for professionalism are whether or not that person agrees with her. No, the the Captain Jack says what she would do, and so she's like, finally, a professional. It's like, but that's not the only way to go about things, but she's impressed because it's like, oh, that's what I would do. Yeah. Anyway. No, no, that's, like, great, but, you know, um, the whole, like, are you my mommy thing, you know, that's just, like, you know. Creepy. Oh, so creepy. Like, in, in the new Hooniverse, that's just, you know, if you, like, talk to a Doctor Who fan, it's like, 
are you my mommy? You will just see them just go, oh. <laughs> you know, that's like a total, like, you know, that's just something that will just trigger a memory on a person. Oh, so the next time I get on the bus, if I sit next to someone, I'll just look at them and go, are you my mommy? And that's see right. what and they if do. They shiver. You know, they're a Doctor Who fan. Or they just want to get to another seat. Well, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Yes. But, you know, also, like, when they were, like, uh, making these episodes, apparently there was some more stuff. They actually kind of cut down on the uh, uh, Are You My Mommy stuff and cut down on it. Because, um, again, we've talked how this is a kid's show. Yeah. There was some, like, creepier moments, apparently. Huh. That they actually had, they had to like you know trim it down just like to make it less creepy for kids. Was it like a, a, a prepubescent boy with an alligator head talking? I don't get the reference. There's no reference. I just that would be creepy to me if a boy, <laughs> if a if a twelve year old boy had a fucking alligator head for a head and he was talking to me, that would creep me out. Well, especially in like World War Two era London. Well, yeah, you know, because I'd sorry, be like, what the fuck is with lizard boy? You know, if they fell like in Brazil during World War Two and you Come saw a, like a, a crocodile head kid, you was like, this makes sense. What's up with Gator Face? Yes, exactly. Goddamn, Gator Face. That would be creepy. I'm you know, sorry you said creepy. I'm guessing what would be creepy. Well, that is creepy, too. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, they, they cut out some, like, more chilling moments, I guess. Like and, the kid with a baboon butt. Well, what's creepy? That's I awesome. Went, I went too far. That's I went awesome. too far. I'm you sorry. You know, a kid with, like, a red glowing baboon butt, what's not high concept? Aren't hilarious. they kind of blue? You like your funny. Aren't they kind of blue baboon butts? I'm just not as familiar with baboon butts as you are, apparently. Uh, we I, have will, so I will bow to your uh, expertise. We have so many websites to go to. Oh, no, we don't. Whatever. I don't want to get into, like, your psyche. Okay, let's be, let's keep moving. Cap'n Jack! Yeah, Cap'n Jack. I know, seriously. I love, Cap'n, like, I will fuck anybody I meet, Jack. You know, again, we're looking at, like, this with, like, 10-plus years of... Uh, um, Torchwood. Well, and also, you know... Um, not foreknowledge. What is it? Future knowledge. Sure. So you know, like Captain Jack, this is like the only episode he's going to be in. Well, it's a two-parter, so you know there's going to be at least one more episode he's in. Yeah. Right. But this is like you know Captain Jack. Yeah. You know, love that. You know, love seeing John Barrowman. And you know what? I like you know he's like. Uh, uh, did he say he was on? He was in the RAF. Did they say he's like American? He was a special American like consultant to the RAF, something like that. Right, but the actor John Barrowman, um, he was actually born in Scotland and moved to the states. Yeah, and like you know, so he knows how to do. I guess like he you know because his family is like Scottish and his parents and everything, so I guess he naturally speaks in a Scottish accent, but he can do an American accent because and a damn good one too. Oh God, yeah. I think the first time I heard him speak in a Scottish accent in something not Doctor Who, it was just kind of like jarring. Oh, I'm sure it was pretty fucking weird. Kind of like what's his face from Battlestar Galactica? Uh, the uh, one who played Christian like Bale, the one who played Adama's son. Oh, uh, Jamie something. Jamie Bamber. Yeah. The first time I ever heard him like speak like in in a British accent, I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was gay because <laughs> gay, you know, British people just sound kind of naturally gay. When you think they're American and they're putting on that affectation, why are you giving me that look? 
Why? Why? Why, Steve? Why? Because I just wanted to see what you would do. Oh, I thought you were going to cut this part out. No, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> who knows? But like you know, John Berryman, they like moved to the states when he was like eight. Yeah. Did I not tell you? I am the same age as him. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm 11 days older than him. He looks a lot better than you. No offense. No. Well, this is also from like 2005. I know. Or four. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Oh, he's an actor. Hugh Jackman, when he was whatever age he is, he still looks damn good. Like, come on. Yeah, I know. They're professionals. Whatever. Well, you know, if I could work out like, you know, 27 times a week and just eat like, you know, I don't know, white meat chicken and drown in like, you know, um, egg whites, I would look that awesome also. No, if you were paid millions of dollars to look that awesome, you would look that oh, awesome. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, I look that good. Sure. <laughs> You people have seen what I look like on the contactless page. No, they haven't. They Nobody's going to go to that. It, yeah, it won't look that good anyway. Whatever. So overall, good episode. What did you think of the doctor this one? I know in the past you said the doctor's a dick. Oh, my God. I don't say that every episode. It's just... I said in the past. He, he, seems, he seems either goofy or haunted, like I've said before. He uh-huh. seems... And, and so this one, he seemed kind of goofy. Um, but... I don't know. He's the doctor. I'm I'm honestly we're getting towards the end of season 1 or series 1. I'm looking forward to the next doctor, you know. Um Oh wow. So you want to dump this guy already? No, I'm just curious because it you know, what's next? That's all. Is this like your practice uh yeah, what's what my starter doctor? Your starter doctor. Yes, starter this is marriage. my starter doctor. This is your starter doctor. And Rose is my starter companion. Okay. Well, and we also know this is part one of a two-parter. Yes. The next episode is called The Doctor Dances. Steve, not knowing anything about what the next episode is about, but leading logically from where this one is, what is the Doctor Dances about? The Doctor Dances is about how the the Are You My Mummy kid challenges the doctor to a dance-off. Ooh, what kind of dance? Um, I assume either salsa or break. Ooh, I like salsa. So, Let's yes. Let's go that route. Or rumba, maybe. So no, basically, salsa. salsa. We're going to see the first couple of minutes of this episode coming up. We're going to see the doctor shaving his chest. Because, you know, he's going to have to wear a sparkly, probably gold shirt unbuttoned to almost the navel. Right. And so, you know, he's going to do some manscaping and then he's got to work on some 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 fancy footwork. Captain Jack is obviously going to be his partner for practice. Um, but then, you know, I assume um, the woman we saw singing at the very beginning of this episode is going to be his actual partner. Rose won't be? No, Rose isn't going to be. She's got to be off to the side commenting on the whole thing. Oh, okay. So she's the Nigel Tufnow or whatever guy. No, she's not the judge. She oh. is uh, the audience surrogate. She's going to be watching. Oh, okay. And she's going to watch the doctor fucking dance. Okay. So this is like that ballroom dancing show. <gasps> the doctor dances. It's a ballroom dancing show. He's going to have a, a fabulous quaff. Yes. A shaved chest. Yes. And um, um, tight pants. Well, duh, but not as tight as Captain Jack. Because Captain Jack is going to be Captain Tight Pants for this episode. Oh, a serenity callback. Oh, let's go watch Firefly. No. And let's go order Chinese food. Let's do that. But first, how are people going to contact us, Steve? 
Well, you know what? They're going to email drunkterwho at gmail.com or go to drunkterwho.com and go to the contact us page and just or, fill out a little form or go to fucking Twitter and blah, 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 whatever. At drunkterwho.com. Or if they want to contact you, Steve, and complain about like the, the podcast directly. Don't. Via My self esteem is just so close to the oh, edge of shattering. You've given your Twitter address so many times. Fine. Again. It's SR Dolin. That's S R D A H L I N. That's my name. Okay. And the final tally that we've had, Steve, how many beers have we drank? Four. Plus. A shot of, of tequila. That's right. Not we've, tequila. Oh. You're going to never let me live that down. Not not anytime soon. Because I won't let me live that down either. No. You deserve to be but shamed. But we went back to, to tequila because that's the way God meant us to drink. You ran out of that sugary shit. And who brought this this week? What? The tequila. What are you talking about? You actually provided the tequila. Well, yeah, but I because brought it Because your is like, no more of that shit that you bring yeah, randomly. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, Whatever. Let's go order Chinese food. Okay, well, thanks again for listening to the Drunk Who podcast. Please Thank rate you. us on iTunes. Thank if that's you. Where you. Because, and, you know, if you could put some comments on there, too, that would be great. Give us a five because I'm a man whore, much like the Captain Jack. I think we're up to a four. No, I really we're do. five. I think we're up to a four, just to our stick to itiveness. And you know what? If you see John wandering around the street, give him a hug. He loves physical contact from strangers. If you see Steve wandering around the street, stay far away from him because he loves contact too much, and he will just like cling to you like, like lichen. I'm needy. He is. I am. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time on the Drunk to Who podcast. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Good enough. Uh-huh.